Hey everybody, it's me, Mystique Summers, live in action for you. And you're listening to Drag Dish, hosted by Naomi Winters, available wherever you get your podcasts, even on Cricket. Hashtag feel your beat, boo. It just changed the game. I see that runway there. You better make it. Yes, it's Naomi Winners, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Drag Dish. I have from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2, she's the 10th queen to walk into the workroom, hailing from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, welcoming Miss Nicole Page Brooks. How are you, Miss Winters? <laughs> I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to chat with you if I can remember from so long ago what happened on that show. <laughs> I should have I watched it to refresh my memory. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's kind of better that you didn't watch it. You know, what right. do you remember from it? <laughs> For me also, um, probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, first of all, for Drag Dish and from thehomoculture.com, thank you so much for uh, taking a time out of your business schedule to speak with us and share a little bit of behind the scenes and whatever trivia we can dig out of you or, or pop culture tidbits that we don't know. Okay? <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm out of my non-disclosure uh -oh. contract, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that's fine that's fine say say it all speaking of what is something that you would say um that that you wouldn't have had the chance to say while you were still in your non-disclosure or at the time of filming um what's his anybody, for anybody <laughs> attempting to do it it's like drag queen prison you know, because all you see are drag queens and people shuffling drag queens. So unless you want to be on house drag house arrest for, you know, however long, don't sign up. Because <laughs> we, we, we were literally locked away in our rooms for three days before filming. We weren't allowed to see anybody. It's like literally trapped in a hotel room with nothing but our thoughts, which is kind of, you know, like solitary confinement. So be prepared for all that kind of madness. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, that's something that I feel like a lot of the girls have said. Uh, one of the bigger things, uh, being locked away in the confinement or um, the, I guess it's probably gotten longer now, but I guess 13 to 16 hour days of filming. Oh, yeah, it was that was it. That I mean, seven seven a.m. call times, and then but you're really kind of just waiting around most of the time. It's like hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. They kind of terrorize you, and they don't feed you well, and they give you a very little sleep, and you know they're trying to irritate you and put you on edge, you know, within I guess legal limits. But <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, my season, my season, we were allowed to drink as much as we want. I think they're on a two drink minimum now because of season two. But, um, 
that my season was just like a free for all, but um, and then you know they weren't you know you don't really eat that much, but like a granola bar and a bag of Cheetos. I mean, I'm sure the catering has gone up since my my season when they didn't have any very much money. So my prize was twenty dollars. Now they're giving away a hundred thousand. So. <laughs> I've even had a girl from season four on, and she's like, "Well, you know, our budget." <laughs> I will say I've I've seen that budget. You know, you can see it if you watched any of the, you know, from season one to now. Like the growth is definitely there as far as the show's budget. Oh yeah, look at our opening compared to season eleven's opening. That's crazy. Like our <sighs> opening is like done in a closet. Their opening is like, <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, were they sliding down pumps and shit? We didn't have no big ass pumps. We had a fan. We had a fan and two people standing next to us. That was a <laughs> put them in a, in a wind tunnel. Yeah. Well, that's cool though. I mean, you know, even though you guys were low budget, it's still like the pioneers. I remember, oh, yeah. and, and I touched on this like in the last podcast. You know, seeing seeing. You guys as the original, you know, queens on TV, like there were just like everyday queens. It was it was like watching real world or world rules at the time, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean it was definitely you know, <laughs> I mean, even though it was season two, we were still kind of unaware of the effect and influence we were gonna have on pop culture. You know, and you know, pretty much from everybody from season two has gone on to success to the you know their standard of success or whatever they wanted to achieve as far as traveling and still, I mean, I think season 10 is one of the most memorable casts from Angela to Tyra, you know, from beginning to end. Right. I was, you guys did. I was speaking in an, in elimination order. (laughs) (laughs) If you saw, if you saw the season, you know what happened. If you didn't see the season, then I won. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) too funny uh uh actually uh, one of our last guests was mystique she said you guys season two it was the season of bitches i mean and honestly i'm a southern i'm a southern bale to a certain extent so you know my my intention for going on the show was to kind of raise the eye level to my son of of you know the the standard of drag that I was doing or the level of drag that I was on and not that anything uh-huh. with just performing inside of a inside of a bar or a club is anything wrong with that or to be ashamed of it's just like I just wanted my son to be like my father is you know a drag queen but he's you know the top of the line you know the best of the best at that point and you know still to this day to be honest is how I consider okay. myself anyway you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not conceited. Of course, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I'm somebody that's definitely there for being your own number one fan. So whatever, <laughs> fill your beat, uh, boo. <laughs> yeah, but I was pretty unaware of, still pretty unaware of what I was signing up for. Okay. It just it, it even going into it's still like. Was it the fact that it was just still so overwhelming or or that everything was just happening so fast and the reality of it? I think the, well, I was, I a friend of mine signed me up for 
season one. He was like, RuPaul's having a contest. Come to my house. I was like at a restaurant a block from his house. And he was like, come over and we're going to sign you up for this. Da, da, da. I was like, okay, I don't know what we're signing up for. So we signed up for it. And it was like when they were voting, you know, people were voting online who they wanted to be on the show and things like that. So we were still really, I mean, kind of unaware of what I was signing up for. And then I got up into the top 10 rather quickly because of my support here in Atlanta and, and in the South. And I almost got on to season one and I was kind of grateful I didn't so I could kind of see the workings of it. And then I was like even more inspired to go on it because it really showed, you know, what, you know, basically what goes into it is more of the back of the house stuff, you know, and the earlier seasons you were making a lot of your stuff right there on, on, on set. And, you know, it wasn't really as, as, scripted as it is, you know, it was more of a do-it-yourself sort of DIY situation, you know, where you had to come in and kind of like put your whole gig together for the runway that week, where I think now it's much more, they're given an outline of categories. I mean, we were giving a, lo a loose outline, but they, the, pre the earlier seasons, you really, you really kind of created everything there in the shop, and it kind of, I like the fact that it kind of showed a dressing room experience, you know, kind of what the girls, what we deal with in our day-to-day -day job and the kind of the effort that goes into it, you know, making our own costumes, doing our own hair and our makeup and putting everything together to present for a show. And also in the dressing room, you always have like a new queen, a dancing queen, a bigger girl, a white girl, a black girl, a pageant girl, a, you know, a... You know, it kind of just show a comedy queen. It just kind of shows the dynamic of a of a recipe for a good show is to have all those different equal equal parts, and that was kind of something I was interested in perpetuating. I was not really interested uh -huh. in being, you know, one of those queens that was shown as, you know, a mouthy, off color, you know, diva or anything like that. I don't really think I perpetuated that. I kind of edited myself because I knew that my son was going to have to deal with everything that came out of my mouth, you know, so a lot of people, a lot of my fans, a lot of my fans were like, you weren't really yourself. I was like, yeah, I have nephews and nieces and, you know, I don't want them going to school and people shouting out to them, I'm from Chicago, bitch. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to create those. I, would, I think I over edited myself or, you know, kind of without even realizing that I was doing it, you know, myself in the foot because I wasn't as you know animated as I am if you go to my show at a 21 and up club where I'm you know person like sailor it was I kind of put myself right. on it more in a um family friendly sort of state of mind whenever I was on the show which I mean I don't think it's a good or bad thing because I you know I am a professional you know person to work with and that's kind of what I wanted to perpetuate is not and you know and I'm creative. I make all my own stuff. I, you know, do everything. Right. My own hair, my own makeup, you know, like hashtag, I did it all. That's kind of, I don't, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not one of those queens who the majority of my uh, post is me thanking other people for what I have on or what I'm wearing, you know? And I think that's okay. kind of what we're getting I, into now is like a whole bunch of thank you lists on every post. I, I have noticed that trend um, <laughs> heavily, and and I get it. I mean, I I don't know. I understand. 
I understand why people do it, but at the same time, you know, my drag mother's trying to broke sleeves and put my house up, you know. If you make it yourself, nobody else is going to be wearing it. So, I mean, you do run into people out there with the same aerial hair on. You know, everybody, you know, and that's, you know, you get a drag right. on and it's, I don't want to say it's cookie cutter, but, you know, it's, it's, it's somewhat inspiring to see these young queens with their creativity, but then I don't really, you can't really give them full credit when there's, you know, a bunch of credits in the post. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Right. Like whenever somebody says thank yeah, you, I like you. when somebody says I like your outfit, I want to be able to say thank you, not oh so and so made it. Whenever somebody says I like your hair, I like to be able to say thank you, not oh I can't so and so. Whenever somebody says oh I like your makeup, I like to be able to say thank you instead of oh so and so did it. You know, it's like these, are, you know, it's all right. my own. Sort it went from like competing in a pageant to thinking a list of sponsors to yeah. I'm just going to do a show and I'm thinking a list I'm gonna of. Be, yeah. A team, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I can. I. Um, we've discussed this before because it, it seems that it's noticed that you said you don't want to call it cookie cutter. Um, drag it was um referred to before as Walmart drag or you know Amazon no, I mean, drag. The, shit the, the shit's very expensive. You know, mail I mean, order. Yeah, they're charging yeah. $300 for a wig that they're also charging somebody else $300 for it and somebody else $300 for it. Right. So when you go to DragCon, you go to these events, or you go to a pageant, or you go, you know, everybody's got the same sort of fabric gown or the same cat suit or the same, you know, wishes that a person works might make. Like, somebody can a wig. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, that's all across the country, you see people posting the same, the same outfit, same wig. I mean. But, I'm not, I mean, I'm excited for this season because I know the creativity that, that Nina West has and Brooklyn Heights. And I mean, I'm, I, of course, you know, Vanjie's already a RuPaul family, so you know, very interested in her. Yeah. And, you know, um, Charlotte, terrible things, right? Charlotte. Uh huh. The one, yeah. The one, are we allowed to like say what happened? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, We've been uh, talking yeah, loosely. I really, yeah, I really like, I what she was bringing to the table, but you know, there's some of the girls you know, are just store bought. Oh, oh, how about we call it over the counter drag? <laughs> over the counter drag. Over the counter drag. Over the counter drag. It's not. I mean, but I mean, they still have to carry it and pull it all off. But at the same time, you know, that's not really. Yeah. That's not really how I was raised by Donna. It's like it's right. more, of a, more of an originality, and if it comes out of your own head, then you can. You know, I understand designing stuff, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, I forgot, I, what, I the, I forgot what the question that. was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's and that's okay that's kind of what what we're here you know if you answer the question cool if you get no this is what i need to get out let's get it out <laughs> um no but i get i i completely get that i you know i am in my early 30s and i in some people's eyes i started drag late but you know i was I was busy, you know, working full time and trying to go to, you know, college. I wasn't thinking about drag. So then when I got into it, the people I was learning from and I was fortunate to meet, you know, is um, 
early on, like Tiffany McRae's and and Taji Iman and Tanisha Iman, you know. Um, wait a minute, are you? You know all these. Are you, these where are you located? Are you, are you here in the south? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Where are you at? Uh, well, currently I'm in Kentucky, but I I grew up in Pensacola, and okay. and I started more of my drag in Tampa, okay. and um, Southern Florida names. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, <laughs> Amy DeMilo, Esme Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love, I love all them. <laughs> Erica Norell. Yes. <laughs> Tiffany Ariagas. Yes. <laughs> Tiffany yes, Middlesex. Yes. yes. I, I know a little bit <laughs> of yes. drag history. Deranged, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Danielle Hunter, yes, you know, Danielle, Alicia Markstone and Dina Casper in yes. Florida for a while. Yep. Um, All of those are like my aunties and sisters from other mothers and cousins and brothers. <laughs> right, you know, let me see. I always mess her name up. Carmela, Marcella, Garcia. Uh, you yes. know, all of... All of yeah. I... <laughs> I feel like I was at a fortunate time, you know, starting drag because I was able to, I've been able to kind of watch drag race and see it evolve as somebody, you know, on the couch and kind of semi being involved nonchalantly. Yeah. But well, the people also the at the same the time, on the couch are the most important ones to be involved. <laughs> well, without yeah. Them, without them, there's no the show. Ones <laughs> the TV. The what are you are, doing? They're the most important ones. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, nothing but, but like being, <laughs> seeing seeing that aspect of history happening, but also at the same time, like getting to meet these legends that are actually like part of why this is happening. You know, seeing my then and getting my now at the same time is something that I guess that's cool that a lot of queens don't get to acknowledge um i will probably even say in the last five years there's been so many deaths of like drag legends <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah and I, <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not intentionally trying to go there but yeah. I, i'm just like just in the, in the thought of the you know of the history of yeah I mean, it's kind of strange of everything, watching, you know, when you're watching the Hollywood medium and he's reading Candace Payne and Erica, uh, Erica Andrews comes through. That's kind of crazy. And he's like, yeah, 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 you know, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, I know <laughs> that's crossing over from the other side. That's so crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's the, you know, that's the time we live in. It's crazy. Let me see. Jeez. Um, uh, and speaking more, more of with the show, um, and its growth, you, you also were the first Atlanta queen. I was, uh, I was the first Atlanta queen to walk in the room. Uh, Sonique was also on my season and Tyra Sanchez, she was a resident of Atlanta, I believe when she came on the show. Okay. We, I know she lived here after she won. For a while, she was doing the season. Okay. Um, I believe I don't even know where she. I think she was like, I'm not. I'm. Not, yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, you know, queens, we we like to hide when we like to be hidden and <laughs> appear <laughs> when it's time. Right, pop out of the okay, yeah. Okay, so let's let's see what outside the little facts we got with this. So you've already mentioned, you know, Shauna Brooks is your drag mother. You're a house of Brooks. Yeah. Um. Phoenix, oh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, Three is my daughter. Okay, Phoenix. Yes, I've no Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, and so me and Sonique were roommates before. Not whenever we got cast on the show, but previous to being on the show, me and Sonique were roommates. So it's like we knew each other oh, okay. really well. So that was really kind of cool to go in, go in there and know that you know, kind of had a sister. I think they kind of did that with season two. Of, I mean, they kind of do it with a lot of seasons where some people are familiar with each other. I think they're there's less of that happening now, but you know, I mean, right. previous, I think there was a lot of brothers and sisters and aunties and cousins, stuff like that, which was kind of cool. Like Raven and Morgan was really close on our season. Um, that's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Um, One of one of the big questions that I generally ask the girls, if you had if you were recast or, or had the opportunity to be recast in in a RuPaul's Second Chance, would you do it? And actually, let me not take credit for this question. This is a question that um, Elisa Summers actually or an idea that she posed, and I just kind of took it as a question because I think it's a cool question to ask you guys. But would you? Would you go back, like, in a regular season or or all-stars? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's giving away a lot more money now. I'd act cool on that. (laughs) My son's older. Okay. He's a giant now. (laughs) He's 14 years old and a giant. He's on the football team. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to him now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's good that's so, good okay but when he so was in kindergarten when he was in kindergarten in the first grade you know daddy had to like edit himself but now i'll be like we're gonna go get some college okay. so oh yeah <laughs> not only just for the prize money it's just like you know you know more going in you know it's also been almost what nine ten years since my season so we're talking about like mm-hmm. 130 other people have been on the show that i've been able to watch you know see see the formula a little bit more as to what to do to get the job done. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. I, mean, I think I think I would be okay. good on the acting challenges challenges. I mean the dancing challenges are not really my thing. And like this the episode that I got eliminated on was a pole dancing challenge, which was like literally the opposite of what I wanted to be seen on television doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> okay. Whenever, yeah. they brought out, whenever they brought out the poles and the pole dancing, they're like, you're going to be pole dancing. I'm like, this is the exact opposite of what I wanted to put out there as, you know, who we are as entertainers. We're not pole dancers. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's really not the aesthetic that, I mean, I'm very, I have a very sexual aesthetic. Like, Nicole is very flirtatious and sexual. I think of Nicole as like this unattainable. That's where the page comes in from Betty Page. She's like this unobtainable housewife that you just saw through the window, you can never touch. You know, and you know, 
and okay. Moon and not a real thing, so I don't. You can never really have her sexually. So, on sex, I'm very sexual. Okay. Yes, you know, I get really naked, and but at the same time, I don't consider myself a pole dancer, you know, or you know, it's just not what I wanted my first grade kindergarten son to be like. Oh, dad, on the pole, you know. <laughs> You know, it just wasn't. Yeah, so I was right. kind of mortified, mortified, <laughs> mortified when that, when I saw that roll out onto the stage. I was like, "Oh shit, this is what we're doing this week." Pole dance, and then I'm not a dancer to start with, so I consider myself more of a comedian and a, you know, a glamour girl than a pole dance. Okay. Let's so. just say, well, it's good to know that you. <laughs> you didn't go in. Well, I can't say it's good to say you're now. You've already said that you're you're sad that you ever censor yourself. But I guess it's looking yeah. back on your appearance on the show. It's <laughs> it's not anything that you're like, oh, you no, know. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have been more. I would have been more. I was. I would have been more concerned if I was going to my son's school and find out that he was having issues because of something I did on television. You know what I'm saying? That was that was my right. that was my priority, my concern. I guess in the back of my head, which showed on the show, but I mean, because if you ever come to one of my shows, they're pretty not. You know, <laughs> you know, because I'm a, for somebody I, that does, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Trust so. me. To to host Bingo one night and then Drag Queen Story Time, you know, the next all day, right. it's like, all right, where am I? Totally <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you know, those are totally two different audiences that you have to be prepared for, and I. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I was like, more, I was stuck in one more than that. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't have any. Uh, trust me. I don't have any regrets about anything I did on the show, except for you know, I wish I, I was, you know, I was not sleeping well at night. I was, uh, I'd never been away from my child at that point, and you know, I, they take your phone, so there's no communication, and you know, I'm a cancer is my astrological sign, so I'm just a big mama, and I just worry. So I think my Anxiety kind of got the best of me. I mean, the show's not scripted, but it's definitely instigated. You know, like there's a producer okay. they're going like saying, "Sonique, saying, Sonique, ask Nicole if she was at home, what she'd be doing with her son right now." You know what I'm saying? It's like constantly bring up something to get you know an emotion out of you or something like that after you're you're exhausted and you're already, or you, they know that you're worried because they've heard you say that you're concerned. You know what I mean? They wanted to right. tell your story, so they, yeah, just it was very stressful. But now, I mean, when I came home and everybody was fine, I was like, "Damn, I didn't have anything to worry about. Why did not I? <laughs> I was like, "What was I? <laughs> what was I stressed about? Everybody's fucking fine." I was like, "Whatever." So, I mean, okay. I wish I wish I would have had more confidence in my everybody gonna be that everybody would be okay. That would stress off, but also the point of Waking us up so early and keeping us up so late, I kind of just so. Okay, that's my opinion. I don't know if that's that. <laughs> 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 that's my TED talk. 
they tor- <laughs> they tortured us on the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, i mean it, it is ultimately still a competition regardless of how many acting challenges or you know so i'm sure there's going to be a psychological aspect to it or we're pushing that in any you aspect do it. you actually the last thing like pretty much the last thing you do before you get onto the show is a fact evaluation so you have to get okay you have to get speak to a shrink and so all the girls out there like Talking about, oh, I'm fixing to be on the show, and so you go meet with that shrink. You're not that close. You know what I mean? So, because I mean, they're talking, okay, you'll, you'll do like a hundred phone interviews. They're trying to get personality out of you on the phone, and then they they actually pay for the. Well, I mean, they might not do it anymore, but I mean, I would. <laughs> I would think they do it even more now because of you know the crazy that are out there. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the last. Show thing. them you're I, crazy. Yeah, well, they want to make sure that you're not going to hurt yourself or anybody else. I'm thinking. Well, yeah. I mean, well, uh, true, because that, that would be bad to have a, who was that, uh, Mimi India situation? <laughs> have the wrong person react. Right. In a much different manner. Um, if you um, were recast in this uh, RuPaul's Drag Race second chance, you know, chance for girls that haven't had a chance to be back for All Stars or or really blow up in the way, who who would be some of the leading names or or not even leading names? It could even be other early eliminated girls. But who would be some of the the queens that you would want to see back with you? I mean, I say just redo season step two all over again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, we can leave off the but, way. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we'll have to replace uh, um, Sahara. But beyond that, I mean, let me think. Oh, Who would Sahara. I want to be um, I don't even know. I would just, I mean, I would, <laughs> I would love to have Sonique on there. I think Phoenix, I think just, you know, you could do a whole Atlanta show would be great for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I would love to see Sonique back on there. You know, all stars. I mean, she'd probably end up whooping my ass, but I'd still love to see her on there. But, um, early eliminated. No, I don't, so bad with that. I mean, there are 130 to go through in my head, right? Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, see, the thing is, after the show, we all kind of run in the same circles, so we know each other on a different level at that point. So I don't really even know. I mean, most of them. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I would love to see. Okay. I mean, so many. The only one I can think of right now. <laughs> Who else? I want That's five. I should have. I should have had a list of girls so I can go through and like. I mean, we can think about it. We can, we can come back to it. Like, and and for me to even talk about time and being fair and modest, like we're we're on the low end. Um, 
Mystique had a lot to say when we had when I we had her on, and <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I've had a couple other people. You know, not enough to say. But think about it; it's not a rush to get to. Um, there's there's still a lot more going on that we can talk about, and uh, we have we've kind of touched and bounced around this a little bit um, too. And I kind of already know where you're going, and just to you know, even retouch this. But even the the challenges then, as as you said earlier, you know, there's a lot more workroom stuff. Um, whereas like the challenges now, um, and even even the lip syncs for your lives, where it's like, oh, or they just what finished the drag Olympics, and and then she had the the six that that bought, um, lip synced and and that big mess uh, or or fluster clusterfuck whatever you want to call it and <laughs> yeah were they all five of them do it or whatever yeah like as far as you know is is it too many gimmicks do you feel or, or in your opinion are you are you rooting for a change in the direction to go back towards the old school feel um or should it be more old school well, I mean, creation I think, I think this show is you know i think this I think this show has changed the level of drag to a certain point where a lot of the, some of the girls are going, you know, drag is not just a, a bar or a club, club job anymore. You know, the television, the RuPaul has turned us into, you know, actresses, dancers, comedians, and, you know, we can book theaters. You know, it's like, it's changed the perception of us from, uh, you know, club freaks and deviants to professionals and, you know, I think so I understand how her, you know, giving them more of a heads up on what to bring is better, but then who was it? It was like Monet Strange or whatever last year she didn't have, um, season 10, she didn't have any money and then she came back for All Stars and was, was it her that was broke in her episode? I can't remember. It was one of them. But anyway, and they didn't have any money on their season, then they came back and they were fully fashioned out. You know, I don't know if that's really better or worse. You know, I mean, is it really just about the clothes and the hair, or is it about the person's talent? And does talent mean that you can afford to buy better drag, or does talent mean that you can make it yourself creative? Kind of like a different, it depends on how you do your math. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I think I, I think back in the beginning it was more about who can like on the spot come up with an idea and a concept put it on the run. Now it's like, okay, here's a list of categories, we'll see you in six weeks, hurry up and get stuff together. You know, borrow, steal and sell your blood or whatever. I mean some of the girls are like, Oh, I I don't even have a place to stay when I get home, you know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of queens when they first start performing film, you know, couch surfing. Right. Or, you know, they're not even, don't even have access to their family. So it's like, I, I think it's kind of, I don't, I don't really know which, which way I like better. I think that there should be more challenges where they have <laughs> to, where they have to like make it from scratch. And that's not like, oh, you have 20 minutes to get in drag and throw on something from the, from the bottom of your closet. For a mini challenge, I think it's, you know, 
it should be more about. Cause I mean, I don't know. I didn't know how to sew when I went on that show, but I still can make 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 garments out of a hot with a hot glue gun and you know whatever a bra and a panty, but not you know and still right. I still had on a full the Gone with the Wind challenge. I was fully clothed from head to toe, and I didn't do the sewing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, okay, it, right. It, it, can, it can be done without knowing how to sew, but I just think it's you know more. A lot of swimsuits and a lot of cat suits and just easy, you know. I don't know. I I I don't want to be like. I mean the 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 level of clothing has definitely risen, you know, and the wardrobes have definitely changed over the years. Where you know previous where what was on the runway usually. There at the show. Okay. Do you feel um, um notice of more um designers being presented than oh, yeah. queens constructing? I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're just they're more. I mean, more prepared. Okay. Was it Monet that was having all the trouble with her clothes because she was like, I don't have no money. I don't know which one it was, but. Um, you know, but then they put her on seat, and then they put her on the All Stars, and her wardrobe was out off the chain. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if that changes her. Was it Monet? It doesn't change her as a queen. It just changes her. It just changes her ability to get sponsors and things like that. And I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. For me, not having opinion, I sure am talking about it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i I mean i I don't know how much time they get before they're brought onto their season you know we didn't get very much time it was like i feel like we found out and we were gone like in 30 days so i don't know how much preparation they get you know or even being asked to go on all stars because i haven't been asked but um you know, there's now now the girls are campaigning to be on All Stars, and they're like Tell Rue, and they have these whole there's videos of them saying put me on All Stars with 20 people, and you know, I'm just not I'm more of an organic, you know, the path that I'm on is is where God is taking. <laughs> you know, it's just where I mean the road leads me. I'm just not gonna right. not really feel like. I mean, it was an accident that I even got on the show. I didn't even know what I was signing up for. And, you know, that's kind of been, I didn't even, I never thought I'd be doing drag. Drag was, I never thought it would be a job. It would be my career, you know. It was just never even. Right. That was not what I thought I was going to grow up to. And now, now there are little kids who are like, oh, I'm going to grow up drag. You know, it's just, the whole thing is. And, And actually, even, even, uh, speaking and touching on that, uh, let me see. Let me find a little bit of uh, Nicole Page Brooks trivia. It says actually you um, lived in Germany as a teenager until you were sixteen, and then you moved back to Oklahoma, where you um, and then you lived in Memphis before going to Georgia, and then somewhere in there you actually started drag um, as a Halloween dare. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, well, I actually started drag in Oklahoma City. And it was well. I did. Okay. I did drag like when I was like 
I was engaged to be married to a woman. I was working at the Olive Garden and um, just mainly smart. I mean, I'm like all, <laughs> all kinds, of, all kinds of male. But I asked all of the the people of color that I worked with if they would be offended if I went to you know and got the. I guess I was in blackface, but I was you know I got the went to the theater and they I got painted completely dark skin <laughs> like Shanene with the dreads and the overalls <laughs> and I sat there as you know and I hosted the front door of Olive Garden on Halloween but I have a saying that you know a thousand drag queens are born on Halloween and they all die the next day then that one yeah. she, she died the next day and then um in Oklahoma City on February 22nd 1995 I had been going out to a bar called Angles with the air does the star for people who had never done drag before. But I was friends with all drag queens. They're like, you should do this for, the, for um, charity, for HIV charity, and whoever raised the most money, like during the like, like a cocktail dress presentation and uh, talent and a Yeah, I was two piece that day, and I've been a two piece every <laughs> <laughs> a two-piece in <laughs> brown hair, as the haters like to say. But you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I moved to Memphis after. Okay. I moved to Memphis after that, and I met my lover that I moved to Atlanta with, and I didn't really do drag. And then when I moved to Atlanta, um, I went to Backstreet, and that's where I saw Charlie Brown's Cabaret with Rave, the you know Rave, the Goddess Raven here in Atlanta. Shauna Brooks, Heather mm-hmm. Daniels, Lena Lust. Um, Lauren LeMaster, Lily White, and, um, you know, that became my, my drag school and the rest, you know, and then I just, you know, just avalanche, you know, I just, I have a, a thing where I just kind of live a life of yes, where when asked to do something, you know, I just say yes, I really to perform or do something, so, yeah, I'll try that. It's worked okay. so far, so <laughs> Hey, nothing nothing wrong with it. Like you said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see, let's see. Okay. That is actually pretty cool. Um I actually can admit that I've gotten a couple uh, you know, Halloween drag births before. <laughs> yeah. Um it's stuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> and actually even one of the pictures that i saw speaking of that it had like me and like five or six other people that were all queens that were born and of course i'm like the only one there's always the one that's still the queen but (laughs) (laughs) one survivor yeah right i just looked at the like wow um let's see once we just got drag, uh, then now starting you your elimination episode. Um, is there? How did we rephrase it? Is there anything that happened to fall into your uh, bag from the workroom? <laughs> That's kind of been our like hidden. Oh, um, um. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know that we weren't really allowed to. I mean, from what I understand, like those 
those big old tool tests or whatever. Some of the girls even got theirs from that season. But um, no, the only thing was like that Gone with the Wind episode. My my best friend Susanna, she was really into cats, so I got this like ceramic cat or whatever, and I wrote MTV Pussy on the bottom of it. Whole page broke Pussy on the bottom, and they actually uh-huh. and they actually mailed it to me after the show, thinking it was that I brought it with. Me. So I mean that is. Uh, that's and I had, <laughs> I had had everybody sign my my makeup page. My Nick, cause we got Nick. We got a at that time we were talking about Nick. We got a big Nick makeup page. I had everybody. Sign my, I have that if I ever. If I ever need a cheeseburger, but no, I mean they actually. Sent okay, me. that's. So I've had I've been running around. I think the only signature because I've gotten everybody's signature from my piece on it, and I had um, Manila actually actually sign it for Sahara. And but no. I think the only the only signature I might be missing on it. I probably was her more. <laughs> you know, because we, we well, yeah okay travel in the same circle, so it's odd that she's the only one that doesn't hasn't signed that guy yet. But um, okay, but that's I mean it didn't fall in my purse. It ended up in the mail sent to me because I, <laughs> I tagged it, I guess, because I vandalized it. They were like, oh, that's just this deal. So oh, I didn't no I didn't fabric, really, no trim. I think I got like one piece of uh that. <laughs> That fabric that Ariel just wore, where they, uh, where she, they said she looked like a mermaid. Uh huh. Like I got me like two yards of that in blue on my suit. <laughs> okay. It goes to show you they haven't updated the fabric in the workroom in a minute because I got I had I got that same fabric and I tried to cut it, make me a costume out of it and cut it like into actual like fish scales and I was like, oh. and then when I saw her wearing it I was like, this is not gonna go down good because I tried to make something out of that fabric and it didn't work. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> no, all I left there was okay. my was my memories and my ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the memories and ten. Now take yeah. change if there's any. Right. Um. Okay. Um. Thinking about then and now, if you had um. What would you say was would have been your biggest um, problem um, back then, as far as drag or, or Nicole Page book personality or whatever, you know? Um, I just think my editing of myself. I mean, I don't think it was an issue. I mean, I don't have any regrets about it because of my reasoning for editing myself, but I wouldn't have that right. Thing. I don't want to say burden, but I wouldn't have that issue. Yet. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be worried about okay somebody bullying my six foot tall, fourteen year old football player son. I wouldn't have that issue yet. <laughs> compared okay. to <laughs> compared to my you know five and six year old first grader, you know what I'm saying? There, that would be I wouldn't have that that issue. You know, and, and you know, also, you know, okay. my brother and my sister, they both have children that are, you know, but all of them are pretty much grown too. So. And they, they all, you know, send this promo to my little cousin at school at this point. So. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, nothing wrong. You know, you, you've expressed that multiple times, you know, and, and I really, even having a four-year-old niece, I understand how looking at the TV and and not even from like from the aspect of a parent, but I, I see my impact on her, you know. So t- for me to be on TV and I'm saying something out in left field, although it's giving me a check here and now and there, at, at the end, of, it could still come back and haunt me later, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me. Uh, so completely, completely relatable but as you said now it's a completely different now story so different. all the folks in the- <laughs> <laughs> I dare somebody say something to him now <laughs> I'll be up at the school okay. going oh did he well they shouldn't have said that to him I guess <laughs> yeah if you were casting a, a, a yeah if you were casting a, a movie um or even a, a TV show based on Nicole Page Brooks, who um, would you cast to uh, play play the role of Nicole and why? Hmm. I would cast on me because she can do backflips and make it look like I could really dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, so I need to. Gonna, I apparently need to. So, Nick, I'm gonna need you to play me so that. <laughs> so that <laughs> start dancing on beat and stuff like that. Um, I don't know who. Would I play. The older version of me would be Julia Roberts. That's that's the. Okay. The comparison I get the most. I'm like, of course, she's won an Oscar winner to play me. But, um, <laughs> uh, John, Ellie. Yeah, I mean, I, next time I ask for a list of questions in advance, so I can research. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, my, my intention kind of is to write movies based on my experience, not my, what call it. Solely, but just my, you know, being, you know, kind of a naive and military brat from some walking drag show and really basically my life, really what happened. And me meeting Donna and becoming part of, you know, the house Brooks really just put my life on a whole nother path. Then I was building towards, you know, that, uh, It will be, I hope it will be, it be funny. Um, I hope it's bad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> okay. it's funny that you said who would play me. really hard about that question. Considering what I'm you know, brainstorming about doing. <laughs> well, I, and actually speaking, and speaking or hearing that you are working on, you know, kind of slowly working on this. Are there any other, you know, projects or, or things that maybe your fans that may be listening, you know, should know about or keep an eye out well, I mean, for, you know, I've kind of been doing, well, I've, if you follow me on Instagram or anything like that, I'm always 
thing on my way to set at five o'clock this morning because I started uh because the film industry is so hot and heavy here in Atlanta. I was like, well, let me just sign up with one of these casting things, and you know, so I started doing a lot of extra work, like background work and stand-in work and things like that. And my intention for that is like I learned how the work of a normal set is, you know, a scripted set, not a reality show set work. And um, okay. So, I mean, you might see me in the background of all kinds of things. You know, I've done a lot of things in drag, like Queen America, Doom Patrol that's coming out now on DC Comics, and um, Insatiables that was just out last first season of Insatiables. Catch me a couple times in that. I was actually in that. As, I was on Insatiables as a boy, a girl, and a fan. So, and I was also on Doom Patrol as a, as a boy, and then and um, as Queen America, uh, AOL, I was on that uh, episode. I was on that show as a. I mean, that show as a guy, and then also as a girl. So that kind of that kind of helpful that I can do. <laughs> you never know where you might see me in the background right now, and that's you know, and I'm like, I'm. Uh, researching agents things like that here in Atlanta because I've I've never been really considering really moving out of Atlanta. You know, I don't mind going and doing things that this will always be my home. So I'm really excited to be able to have this process and be homegrown as far as I'm concerned. You know, I was born I was born in Atlanta so but Okay. I'm excited for yeah. it all to be done here and me to be able to to pursue this here and not have to relocate to New York or LA, which a lot of the girls do. And I, you know, you know, and I, you know, I think that RuPaul, I'm not going to say favors them, but he definitely, you know, it's easier to cast a show when you don't have to pay for hotel rooms. Like, it's successful. And a lot of the, right. they're not, they're not really up on flying you in for events or anything like that or putting you up in hotels except for during your season. Okay. Not just her. So basically, get in where you fit in, make it work, or. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, you. It, I think it's pretty well known that I'm not really interested in leaving. So that kind of be one of the hindrances in maybe casting me is for them to think of, you know, my availability to in World of Wonder and stuff like that. That's why, you know, like, I plan a trip out to LA. I try to do like those encounters with World of Wonder and where we walk the baby being born all that stuff. but I mean I am okay, yeah. traveling a lot more now so I'm, I've got Virginia, North Carolina Vegas, Miami Pensacola um, okay. coming up all for the so, I mean, traveling Follow me on my follow me on my Twitter, my Instagram, my Snippety Snapchat, and my Facebook. Stalk <laughs> me like a real stalker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, you know, um, and and that's cool uh, to hear and to 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 know that. 
the show has at least even given you a foot or a push in the direction to to do something further with a career um, that you didn't even expect. Yeah, um, I mean, and then to even hear how much. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I mean, like, it definitely never it was never mine. But this is where I mean, I've, I'm very blessed because of this. You know, I, everybody in my life, in my life is because of some way form through drag they were uh, you know the house of brooks we were very close to family five we stream but we also love each other are there for each other regardless i mean i'm very excited okay. to have the circle of friends i have and they're all they all stem from soul in some way support so but you know i get to you know, like when Lucas was really young, I guess I was able to meet him at the bus every single day. You know, I was able to go to every every school. I was you know, able, even before he was in school, I was able to spend every single day at home with him. You know, and then by the time he went to bed, I was, that was when I was going to work. So it wasn't ever like, you know, it's just it's afforded me a very blessed life. I can travel whenever I want. Whenever my stepfather was, was not well, I was able to just, you know, go up to, go to, Tennessee, and even it, at when he was in hospice, like one of the nurses recognized me from the show, and you know I'm not gonna say they gave him any extra treatment, but you know I did. They did take really good care of him. Like, you know, it's just like this has given me a lot of blessings that I, I very very good. My time is one of you know just having the, the schedule that I have a very flexible. Has really blessed a lot of, a lot of outside of the drag realm things that have been necessary to be happy. Okay, and and hearing that is is another you know uh, thing that's nice to hear because I feel like I've noticed a lot more um events or, or things are happening and even seeing the the girls um, on their seasons and after their seasons they become so so in demand and so engulfed that um a lot of that time they don't have anymore yeah yeah totally like i don't i mean obviously if i was on all stars or whatever you should do the, the tours and all that stuff but you know again I don't. I don't need to be at home with four year olds. So. Right. My schedule is a little bit more flexible. I'm not as <laughs> not as worried or concerned about you know. I I mean you know I would have access to my phone unlike whenever you go on the show they completely take all your access away from other things which is another another thing about like creating an outfit is like when you're on the show and you don't really have anybody to bounce that idea off of like. I have an idea about an outfit, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I can send a picture of a sauna today. And she'd be like, oh, I got some feathers that'll be perfect for that. Or, you know, oh, I got some, you know, I got some to add to that. Or you can do something, you can edit it. You don't have that ability to bounce bounce off of anybody that you really trust. That was another cool thing about having Nick on the show. It's like, you know, at least kind of had it like, oh, you know. And I mean, I, I mean, I helped a lot. I mean, I helped Morgan. And I mean, when Morgan won, Won the first challenge. I'm, 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 
<laughs> he didn't really even know how to plug in a hot glue gun. We that helped together a hot glue gun. You know? And so, you know, yeah. and me and somebody could work together for so long. It was like us bouncing ideas off of each other really wasn't that big of a trust. I think that's another one of the challenges is like you get isolated from your your peers that you you know, you trust her as help edit your stuff or help add not take away it's like that's, that's major challenge. But now that you know you just show up with an outfit already ready to go and everything that like that really doesn't like now they're more about like which on this on this script that's completely written out. Right. <laughs> let me go out here and be choreographed by somebody else. You know? Yeah. So we were we were I mean, like when where we when we did our choreography and everything as our as our group, whenever we did the group numbers for the second episode, we did all that of our ourselves. Like we weren't we didn't have a choreographer to put that together. It was us. Okay. Unlike today, where they're like, "Okay, y'all are gonna do a number together, and you're gonna stand over here, you're gonna stand over here, y'all are gonna clap your hands, pop your stand, da 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 da, and he's gonna." Gonna throw themselves on the ground first. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. We. T- we. Uh, you know. That's been brought up again. You know. It. it and a mention of it is a lot more. Um. I guess handed to the. But to more, to the queens they're, they're now. More produced, and, I guess. I mean, in lack of a better word. I yeah, produce. Okay. Of, that that would be the we best. Are, then we were. We were like, okay. <laughs> right. Four in a group. Here's the song, do it, and we'll see what happens. Now it's like, okay, here y'all are gonna have choreography. Now it comes down to, did you pick dancing girls or did you not pick dancing girls? You know, I mean, that's basically what you're doing. And right, <laughs> and then whereas before it didn't matter if you were able to dance or not, it's like, how are we gonna win this? Or how pageant? are we gonna do this? Or pageant? <laughs> we're we're all not gonna be doing the same choreography that this professional dancer that's been in Broadway shows and all over the. Grammys and Oscars and da, da, da. we're not going to be forced to. We're going to be able to figure out how we right get into that spot. Now it's like okay, now it's like okay. Uh, you know, I definitely would be the last one standing if they were picking girls based on dance. You know I mean? so. Right. Okay. I may, I may <laughs> okay. have even been the last person standing in that <laughs> challenge. I can't even. I can't even remember. <laughs> but. Well, you know, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a little um production. No. Do you feel the gimmicks are too much though? Aside from the production though, but, but what about yeah, the gimmick appeal and is that is that I mean uh, too overpowering in the show or I mean what, every what, moment's like meme worthy? <laughs> I mean, I I didn't ever think about I mean, we didn't realize that we were turning into memes then, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we didn't realize that that was gonna, you know, me. I don't even think, I think, were memes even a thing when the show first started? <laughs> when season two was being recorded, you know what I mean? I mean, did we they even have memes? Was it even called a meme? I don't, I don't think they were looked, <laughs> yeah, they probably, I don't think they were called, I think it was a video, I think it was a video clip. Yeah, video clips. Here's a clip of her saying, I'm from Chicago, but if you see me in the background, that video going, oh God, please stop telling each other. 
that was like that was a thing. That scene happened when we were being shuffled from one place to another place. I mean, they they ran into that room with camera so fast when they started screaming when everything everybody started yelling at each other. And I'm just like, please stop. I'm like this is the exact opposite of what I, you know. I don't want to be. I, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, but that's what they want. That's, <laughs> that's what they wanted. They want you know they wanted all that all that drama, but now they. Now that now they get it with, I mean, and we were also the first season of Un- Untapped, so we didn't, okay. we didn't even know we were signing that up. That is right. We didn't know we were signing up for another show, and we didn't get no bonus. <laughs> we didn't get no bonus pay for that other show either, because you sign a thing saying they can do whatever they want with all the extra footage, even if it is creating. I mean, they could come out with a movie too. We're all start and we off right now and put it in theaters. We have no right. Okay. Or no monetary. Understood. So we didn't know what we did. We were like untucked. What's fuck this? I mean, we knew they were in there. <laughs> we knew they were in there filming us. Cause, I mean, that's what we were. That's that's where that fight broke out. We were going from from we were, we were either going from one of the illusion lounges into down to the runway or from the runway to one of the illusion lounges. We were in like this common like clusterfuck area waiting for them to get the cameras where they wanted to be in the in the other room when all hell broke loose between Morgan and and I don't even know what it's fucking about but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so who knew Pro- well I who mean what is this this is hey I will I will admit you know I when I first really learned about Drag Race, actually, even my little history of involvement, Alexis Mateo needed a ride. I, I had no way. I literally, literally had no idea what was going on, didn't understand anything or, you know, the ordeal. But Alexis is getting ready for season three. She called me, needed a ride to Orlando. Um, yeah, and like, and that was like my whole first initial, like, introduction of of like <laughs> just this whole craziness yeah. of, of drag race and it's just like yeah you know like to 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 just look at all that from then to now and to you know the little bits of of details like okay maybe you guys were being locked up in this room um for hours and being you know here's all this booze you know, like they supposedly told me season three. I don't know. This is just hearsay for me, but like the whole scene with like Mimi and um, Shangela, yeah. I guess it was much worse than it was. And, um, you know, just stuff like that that I guess we don't see, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even my, my solo performance from episode two or whatever when I'm uh, doing that terrible pole dance. Uh huh. I mean, at one point, I did like some rollover thing, and my hair got. Um, I almost got lost my wig in between, like, because those were like this little stage together, or whatever. And in between, it, my hair got like caught in between the two stage sections. And I almost like got myself. And I just knew that was gonna. I just knew that was gonna be aired. So I mean, there's a much worse version <laughs> of what actually really happened. Okay. On show. So I mean, they do edit it. I think they edit it in in the girls' favor. And I also have a saying, you know, if you don't say it, they can't play it. So, you know, 
or something. Right. I mean, people are like, oh, they edited it. I'm like, well, then don't say dumb shit and they can't play it. Because, I mean, some of this stuff is out of order. Like, they were asking, like, the untucked where it looks like I'm flirting with Raven. They had asked us, like, several times, who do you think is the cutest boy or whatever? And I'm like, well, Raven looks, you know, looks hot as a boy. Even I mean, she looks masculine and drag. I'm saying, so you can tell she's the hottest boy. And I was like, she's the hottest boy. And then, like, the bartender's, like, over-serving us, so we're drunk. And then I think I had Sonique staff, you know, that staff, that staff, staff, not her staff. (laughs) I had her, I had her, I had her staff (laughs) that she used on the runway. In my hand, I was, like, stroking it, oh, stroking it. But I was stroking it, like, flirting with the bartender trying to get another cocktail. And uh, they edited it to make it look like I was flirting with Raven. I mean, it's not like a big edit or whatever, or a big fix or whatever, but it's not, you know, they can't, like, it just went on, it went along with the story of them, everybody trying to perpetuate that I was going to have Raven flirting with Raven. Yeah, I really wasn't flirting with Raven, I just answered the question. And then they had that little clip of me stroking those things they made it look like I was flirting with Raven. But I think they actually edit to, so that we don't end up with a lot of hate mail and stuff like that. So I guess if that fight was a lot crazier than it was, it was probably in their favor that they, that it didn't all air. Because, I mean, that's what they said in that okay. play. Can you imagine what they said that didn't get planned? That was pretty hateful. That was pretty hateful what they did get, what did get aired. So. Yes. I I I do find that funny that you say that because a lot of the things that are said it's like ouch but then when you're like well like I've been around drag queens and I've been around drag queens drinking right. in a room for 30 minutes with each other so more or less yeah. Yeah. <laughs> locked yeah. off for weeks and they're the only ones you're talking to and once you're irritated with one of them then it carries over to the next day it's not oh. like you get to go home and get over it and vent to your vent to your friends. You get to go back to a hotel room and either you like at the end of the night, like I probably I think I usually got like a bottle of wine from the gift shop or something like that and was like sitting outside with I mean, to be honest, I feel like I got close with Tatiana when I was actually on the show. And then afterwards I would say, you know, food street and then of course previous day on the coast. But um you know, you know, Getting a bottle of wine and just filling, drinking it with whoever wanted to join me down at the pool and put my feet in. But I mean, if you were upset with somebody and, and you were going to your room by yourself or you were at the hotel and they didn't want you having story at the hotel, you know. So we still had handlers that mm-hmm. would be like, hey, y'all separate here and don't. You know, if we would be at lunch, we, we would be nice. We would discuss something that was going on for the show. The producers would come out and be like, that's part of story. Don't. Don't like you know if I was like if we had been in the workroom talking about our costume or whatever and then we went to lunch we broke for lunch and we continued to just not be like oh well you should do this that costume they was like no stop coming back to that story to the point where they would threaten to separate us we wouldn't even be able to sit with each other if we continued to discuss oh, wow. discuss on camera you know what I mean. So it's very, okay, it's yeah. very like, you know, they didn't, they don't really want you resolving your issue after hours or 
that. So you kind of leave the yeah. set mad, and they, you know, because they can put you in different vans, they can call you to set at different times, they can keep you separated if they, if that's their intention. And then okay. you, so, so very, then you just they, go right back to set, completely irritated. Or when you get back to set the next day, your first your interview in the morning is. So what happened with you and so and so yesterday on set? So you get all riled up again, and then you walk into work room, and they're that person sitting. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's very. So so they keep that the if there is tension, they like to keep that tension going, and and yeah, I mean, it makes it okay keep... for us to be you know, at each other's throats. But... Yeah. Well, what is the new rule quote? Are the cameras rolling? Right. <laughs> 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 don't do anything if it's not on camera right yeah. <laughs> that's Warren Beatty from the dog okay <laughs> from the truth or dare the original original reality yes yes because like, why, do, why do anything if it's not on camera that's what he said to Madonna when she was getting her her adjustment chiropractor and stuff like why do anything if it's not now look at us today. Everything's this is true, because you know. Everything. Yeah. Everything. I'm like, I, <laughs> I usually go live and I, when I'm getting ready for my show. Like, but that's usually just so I have somebody to talk to. Um, if somebody, like, if you ever watch my lives on my Facebook, people are like, why don't you ever finish getting ready? I'm like, because I usually just go live so that I have somebody to chat with while I'm getting ready. And then when somebody comes, yeah. somebody comes into the dressing room with me, I'm like, okay, bye, because then we can't, speak freely because I'm live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, there's a lot of times like Tara Moore, one of my drag daughters, on th- it's usually on Thursday nights that I get live on my Facebook whatever. Um, And once she walks in the room, I'm like, wanted to talk to her about her weekend. I'm like, okay, well, bye y'all. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> I'll post a picture of the So, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Yeah. Everything is fine. The the amount of involvement we have in social media, but it, it's actually cool that you're aware because it's one of the things that touch on we we go to social media for everything these days, like you know, oh, yeah. just without thinking. And there are so many times where like I've caught a viral video or even a video that people are sharing or even at one of any of those moments, but it shouldn't even be there to begin right. with or I'm watching it and it's like, what? Right. <laughs> like, how could you be that comfortable that you just did that and <laughs> you're watching it and you're okay with it floating around the internet? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. all right. More so on TV, let alone the internet. There <laughs> And then also more so when you don't have editing right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, nowadays, like, can I get editing right, please? No. <laughs> no editing right. Right. Yeah. Let's see. Um, who, uh, just kind of to wrap us up, kind of roughly, um, just a few more questions. Maybe we can do a little, um, uh, a few speak questions and yeah, but other than that, it's, this has been a, an informative and, um, calmer back to reality conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Then Mystique> was. <laughs> what do you mean? 
I'm, 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 I love you, Miss Steve, but <laughs> oh, I know Miss Steve. Honey. She likes to be riled up, girl. No, I love her. She, I don't like I, everybody uh, from my season. Yeah, I probably worked with her the most outside of the outside of the show, and I'm, yeah, I've always enjoyed her. But who's yeah, who's no, my favorite? Who's I, my favorite I, winner of all time? Of course, would be Violet Todd from Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> who's my least favorite yes. of all time? That would be probably the winner of my season because I should have won that season. Um, <laughs> even though I have no personal issue with her, but um, oh. let me think. What other question can I just make up? Who do I want to win? <laughs> Who do I want to win this season? Give them to us. Who do I want to win season 11? Well, my top three would be... um, Oh, let me do a four. What's the crazy one that's got okay. bit, no bin, no cartilage in her body? Okay, what? She's real bendy. She's the weird uh, Evie. Evie Oddly. Like, isn't her name weird? Yeah. <laughs> I did think I was like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> I like her a lot, and I and I know RuPaul likes the. Uh, I don't want to say monster and like, but a monster kind of camp, not camp, but a monster drag sort of club club kid. Uh, I prefer the term monster, but no, no. <laughs> but you can say club kid, okay? You no, know, I, you know, I mean, I think there's glamour drag, there's monster lab, there's club kid. I don't really think. I think she's oddly. I don't think she would take offense to be called the monster drag. I mean, it's, that's kind of her aesthetic. Yeah, her aesthetic gets, you know, kind of freak you out yeah. to, you know, spook you a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. I like her. And of course, I'll buy know, um, Brooklyn Heights, of course. Continental. Yay, Continental. And then we have. Uh, yeah, so we love Nina West, who I've been a fan of. I was there when she won Miss National, I mean, Miss uh, Entertainer of the Year. And. She's just always on my radar. First time I saw her at that pageant, I think she won. Um, and, you know, of course, we're rooting for, for Vans. But real sweet. Actually, and, and even. And wasn't Vans on All Star? Speaking no, of. wasn't on All Star. She didn't do All Stars yet, but I, I feel like there was going to be a. You know, there's a setup for. There's usually a setup for all stars. You think she's gonna roll into that? Do you feel? I mean, she television. So. Okay. <laughs> she may just roll right into the. St- You're already here. Just. Yeah, stay. I mean, if I was cast, if I was um, already casting all stars from this season, I would definitely. I would probably. Crown oddly, and then. First runner-up would be Nina West. She would be fine with that, and then you put Banshee and and Brooklyn Heights on all stars. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I'm well, not in charge. Of, actually, I'm not in charge of casting. Of, <laughs> I'm not in charge of the girls. Oh, I wish I was. Um, <laughs> if uh, what do you what do you feel about um? Actually, even like all the pageant history that you know that we have been seeing as of late, um, you know, there's Nina West. Um, now there's Brooklyn Heights. Vinji was a backup dancer. Uh, you know, uh, backup dancer in pageants. 
Um, and then we, we've had Ginger Min, she's a big pageant girl, Kennedy Davenport, and this is, you know, yeah, you know, and, and that's what I was just saying, you know, in the beginning, you know, like, you had your early... Alyssa Edwards won just about every title, but I think she was also stripped of almost every title, if I remember properly. <laughs> I think she won EOY, and they took EOY away from her, and then didn't she win USA, and they took USA away from her. I think, yeah. You're going to make me consult the interwebs. Yeah, you'll have to, well, you I have know... to Google that, but I'm pretty sure that she didn't finish her <laughs> reign because Pokemon Trees ended up being... Ended up getting the title from Alyssa because she was first runner up the year that Alyssa won and then they skipped Alyssa. That's why when they had them together on the show, there was oh, yeah. drama because they had a pageant history. Yeah, that was Miss Gay America. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, right. Okay, you're right. I think, the, yeah. I think, she, I think yeah. USA is the one that she actually did a full term on. <laughs> But well, that may sound right then too. Yeah, I think, you, I think, yeah, USA, I think that sounds right. Gave up that title, one and gave up that title. I think that EOY was taken away from her, and America was taken away. From her. I think America was taken away from her because she went and did USA. I don't know. I don't follow her like that, even though it's hilarious. But... <laughs> it's just like I've got. <laughs> I'm not to be honest. I'm not, it's not the People are like, do you see so and so? And I'm like, no, girl. I get on the internet. I do look. I do three things: check my Instagram, check my Twitter, check my Facebook, and my messages on all those things, and my email. Four things, and then I get off the internet and go right back to my life. Because if I, I, I can't, I can't be watching all these girls' videos. You know, I mean, if somebody sends it to me, then I'll, I'll watch it. But I can't. I can't <laughs> keep up. They've all got a. They've all got their own World of Wonder spinoff channel, which I would love one. If any World of Wonder okay. is out there listening, feel free to hook me up with a World of Wonder <laughs> that I can film. <laughs> me too. Hello. Yeah, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. I would love to do me with Atlanta, Georgia World of Wonder. So, okay. uh, we'll see. And last little bit. So, of course, you you've always been a a natural body queen. What? How do you feel about um, the shift of that? To see, not even on Drag Race, but um, just out in the drag community and drag world, just more um, queens that are accepting to to basically come more as they are? Do you feel that's hindering, or do you think it's more, you know, every girl for their illusion, or, you know, some of them need to kind of step back and... You mean as far as, like... Come back in, or do you think... padding or not padding? Yeah. Not um, I mean, I think everybody has... Just, just the whole ideal. I mean, I padded for a long time, and I mean, then I had a little bit of body work done. Which I mean, I'm not don't encourage that at all nowadays because it's like so. It's it's more unsuccessful now than it has been in the past. You know, I mean, Trinity Trinity has been open about her silicone work. I've had silicone work. Just you know, my I've only had my butt done and a little like one one hit on my head. But um, that's the only before that. Previous to that, I was a a padded queen because I was in well. You know? But, um, I'm, I mean, I think to each your own, it, I mean, if 
if you can carry off your garment and still, I mean, it depends on what your aesthetic is. You know, Edie Oddly is okay. could literally duct tape an ottoman to her waist. It would be like work for her gig. But Brooklyn Heights could not do that same thing for aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? It depends on what your right, like okay, how you want to be seen, what your what your intentions are. Like I like getting as naked as possible, so wearing Cindy Crawford's Room to Ghost collection on my hips is not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, with you know corsets and pads and smoke and mirrors, I mean, you're capable of doing anything, you know, and. You just—I mean—you sign yourself up to be judged. Not—it's not even like a pageant where you at least you have seven different opinions. You have one person's opinion, and if she likes it, she likes it. She doesn't, she doesn't. I mean, it really doesn't—it doesn't really matter how anybody else feels about it. But I think what that show does so well is perpetuate a cast that you could go and see pretty much anywhere in the country, and that's you know. A padded girl, a naked girl, a trans, a comedy queen, a you know, a big girl, a short one, a black one, a white one, you know, you know, it's camp, the glamour, the pat, you know. If you, I think it's, the point of it is to show how different we are, but yet we're all the same. We all are doing the same job. You know what I mean? I mean, that's pretty much mm-hmm. what makes the world go round. Like, we all have our differences, but we're all going to all have to eat food and probably dance. Get on. Actually, and that is a, and that is actually a wonderful and beautiful closing note. And I'm just, I'm going to halt us there. You know, I feel, <laughs> I feel on that thought that we have expressed so much. And I, really enjoy that note for anybody listening out there that is a a new or queen or even a seasoned queen that as far as padding or as far as the look that you want to go for or even you know trying it for the first time that's nicole just gave you like the footworks of like some of the most solid advice you know whatever aesthetic you're going for <laughs> it's up to you i couldn't i mean it's up to the audience they like it or not you know what i'm saying but i haven't yeah, you know. Like, what's the dress? What's what do you think about whenever you're performing? Whatever, I like. I make sure that I like what I'm doing. I like what I have on. I like what mm-hmm. I'm presenting because if I don't like it and I'm doing it for somebody else, then it's just I'm not gonna be able to sell it. You know what I'm saying? I have to enjoy yeah. my number, yeah. or nobody else is gonna enjoy my number. You know. <laughs> Very so true. The, the point, the, of, the point hey, of it is to have a good time. If you're not having a good time, you're not gonna be able to make anybody else have a good time. Let and let. And they and always else, know. Else, <laughs> let them have their own good time, girl. If they're not into you with a sofa strapped to your back, then go to another bar that's into you, you know? Or keep on doing it until mm-hmm. until you're happy with what you're presenting. And, I mean, your fan base is going to come if you're a booger or not a booger, you know? The most glamorous queens have mm-hmm. the, as much of a following as the most campy, monstrous queens do. You know? It, it has nothing to do with I mean, there's an audience out there for everybody. You just have to find Okay. There you guys have it. That is your closing thoughts <laughs> on this episode of Drag Dish. I yeah, love it. Tips from Nicole. Yeah. Tips from Nicole. <laughs> <laughs>
No, like, like I couldn't agree more though. Like, like in in that closing, there there is an audience. No matter you know who you are, what you feel that you don't have to offer, you, you will get told no a thousand times. But there's a yes out there. Um, and but as far as going on first, stage and doing first yes something, has to be from you in the mirror. You know what I mean? You have to. I mean, this business you mm-hmm. have to be. You have to believe in yourself more than anybody else. Very, very true. Because <laughs> it will, it will show. Yes, it will show. Um, and getting on that stage and like, oh, I'm just here for the money, and mm-hmm. I'm just faking it. It will show. They will see through it. They will eat you alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> okay. All right, thank you so much. Um, listeners on Drag Dish, again, Nicole Page Brooks, thank you so much for um, taking some time out for um, your busy schedule to kind of touch base with us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in more film uh, as a man and woman. Man and woman. <laughs> and women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, Snapchat. Yeah, wherever. Nothing. Wherever else. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been this week's episode of Drag Dish. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good morning. Whatever it is, where you're at. And that's been today's episode of Drag Dish. Remember to hashtag Feel Your Beat Boo and follow me at NaomiWinters.com. See you next time. Defeated, defeated. That's your right. That's your right. Where's my runway? Where's my runway? Where's my runway? Where's my runway?